what they need is all the information to make an informed decision. So when people don't have all the information or if they have confused information or if they're like not sure, I need to research this, what that simply means is they don't have all the information to make an informed decision. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. I'm Marco Kozlowski, your fearless leader. And today I do not have Frank and Gabe with me. I have my very first guest ever. And I'm excited to share his knowledge, wisdom, his journey, his tips, his his words of wisdom on how you can go from wherever he was. Maybe he started off as a multi-trillionaire and only makes millions now, or he started from scratch and did very well. But I know that we've done some things together and we continue to do things together. And I'm delighted to share with you a human that has done what needs to be done to be successful. This is not necessarily going to be in the real estate space, although you'll see by the end of the trajectory of this conversation, I'm implementing the things that he's doing into my real estate business and also share those things with my uh, my posse, my tribe, my people, those that want to uh, be successful and have the tools to be successful. Because at the end of the day, the more tools that you have access to, the more money you can make. And the more tools you have, the more automated things can be. And the less you have to work and you can have other things work for you, which is the whole point. And again, I'm delighted to have Mike Filsame with me today. I don't know if you're from Florida originally. I'm suspecting that you're not, but you know, no one is from Florida. I don't think I've ever met a real Floridian. Uh, and uh, not many. Yeah. yeah. So Mike, uh, welcome as my, you've popped my cherry here, your very first guest. I'm really excited to have you on today and uh, welcome. I'm excited to be here and it's an honor to be your first guest. I'll answer the hidden question in there. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, or as people think we say Long Island. I don't think we do. I think we say Long Island is a very interesting way we say it, but I was there for the first 44, 45 years of my life in Suffolk County, worked a lot in Nassau County. I was in nice. the car business. You're for, in the car uh, business. For, yeah. I got in the car business in 1990, and that's where I learned all my salesmanship. Everything I know about salesmanship or speaking from stage or doing a webinar a lot of that confidence came from being a general manager of the second largest Hyundai dealership in the United States. And I was the general sales manager of the largest Toyota dealership in the Northeast region. So we ran a pretty gangster operation. It wasn't a fun place to work unless you find humor. In, and I say this sincerely, Marco, unless you find humor in movies like Wolf of Wall Street and Goodfellas, those things are funny to watch because it's comical with eccentric personalities, especially good salespeople. When I saw Wolf of Wall Street, that movie, I literally said, there's a guy from Long Island literally doing the type of stuff we did in meetings in the car business. It's not, it's not anything necessarily to be proud of. Like when you saw Leonardo DiCaprio like talking to somebody on the phone and everybody was around, he's doing all this and stuff like that. That brought back a lot of memories of the car business. But there was a lot of good takeaways, certainly, from being in the car business as well. Well, uh, where we start generally isn't where we're going to end, right? There's a lesson there where you, yeah. you cut your teeth into, into something that I'm sure enjoyed and didn't enjoy in a mm -hmm. lot of ways. Most people start something and want to do that forever. And yeah. I, I haven't let the cat out of the bag yet as to what exactly you do. Uh, so well, you know, we can introduce that whenever you're ready to do that. 
but Mike makes millions of dollars a year and it's not in the car business. And no. uh, obviously you start in the car business. Like I started as a musician where we start is never, we're necessarily going to end, mm-hmm. but you have to make choices to change things. It's no one's going to do that shit for you. You have to make a decision to do something. So you're in the car business. You're like Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, That's coffees right. for closers, the pressure tank. And obviously there's something that triggered you to want to do something else. Could you share a little bit about what, is there an event that happened? Yes. There, there's a couple of things like that. So what we'll do, we'll take a Stephen Covey quote, uh, begin with the end in mind, right? Excellent. Yeah. So right now what I do, I'm a software developer. We own a company called Groove, just like you see on the shirt right there, groove.cm. We're a software platform for digital marketers. We, we do um, landing page builders, funnel builders, email marketing, membership site platform, all in one. And that's where we are right now. But I'm going to take you all the way back to 1983 when I went to my friend's house and we were going to go play a video game and it wasn't on the Atari 2600 or the Atari 5200 or the Intellivision or ColecoVision, all the stuff before that, that had a console. This guy had something on his desk, a Commodore 64 right on his desk. So you remember the VIC-20, the 64, the 128? And the TRS-80. Yes. Yeah. Commodore. My friend, actually, Mike Bertuccio, who lived across the street, had the VIC-20. When we went to go get it, they already had the 64. So I got a Commodore 64. And Mark, if you remember, it didn't have an operating system. Like a PC had MS-DOS, which stood for Microsoft Disk Operating System. The Commodore 64 ran on BASIC, which is a computer programming language you know, written by Bill Gates. So you didn't put a cartridge in. You actually put a floppy disk in. And remember, if you want to play a game like Space Taxi, you have to write load space, quote, space taxi, unquote, comma eight, comma one, which comma eight was the hard drive. One was the first disk. And what you actually wrote was a command in basic. So they gave you a computer manual and they had this you know, little thing that taught you. The very first thing I typed in was line 10, print, quote, Mike, unquote, semicolon, run. My name, Mike, goes all the way across the screen. Right there, I think that was a pivotal day in my life. I said, oh my God, I can make this thing do anything that I want. So then I remember seeing my dad about six months later, my dad who owned Wanto Mazda Peugeot, he owned a Peugeot and Mazda dealership. And he, as an owner, he worked till they closed the dealership at nine, he'd get out at 9.30, he'd come home. And in New York, New York State Lottery was Wednesday and Friday, and it was two games for a buck. So he spent 20 bucks and got 40 tickets. And back then you couldn't hand them the tickets and them tell you the winner and they didn't have quick pick. So my dad played the same numbers every single week and he'd come home and he'd be like this at 1035, the Fox news or whatever it was would give the numbers. And he'd be like this and he'd fall asleep after the second ticket. I imagine being exhausted and you're trying to run tickets. So I said, wow, dad plays the same numbers every week. I'm going to write put store his data on a floppy disk. And when the winning numbers come in, I'll input them in and we'll check them against the data. And while I was doing that, he used to buy his tickets at this place called Vera's Popery. And they had a magazine there called Lottery Players Magazine. And it had the rules for all 38 states that were doing lotteries. And I said, oh, I can modify this where you choose your state. And then I saw all these ads in the back of the magazine. And I called Lottery Players Magazine and I said, hey, I'd like to place an ad in the paper. And he says, yeah, it's, you know, whatever, $8 a word or whatever. So I read the ad. So it turns out the guy that was taking the ad was actually the owner and editor of the magazine. And you got to remember back then, this was before Microsoft Office. This was 
basically uh, Lotus one, two, three, word perfect and how to do recipes and games. So here, this guy's hearing in his industry that there's a computer software, the first of its kind that instantly checks tickets. This guy said, well, wait a second. Did you just say, I said, yes. He goes, where are you? I said, Long Island, New York. He goes, oh my goodness. I'm in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Can you come see me? And I said, well, I don't drive. And he says, how old are you? I said, I'm 16. He says, well, can your dad bring me? My dad brings me down on a Saturday. I see his whole production. First time I ever saw a Macintosh computer. He was using it for desktop publishing. He made me an offer to buy the software on the spot. A few hours later, my dad negotiated and I sold that software for $20,000 that day. And I think that's when I became number one, an entrepreneur and number two, a software developer. Man, 20 grand, 16 years old. I think $20,000 is like 50,000 in today's dollars. It's that's a lot of money. Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, from you know from there I was working in the supermarket at Pathmark Supermarkets and kind of like what Publix is in Florida or Ralph's is in California. And I'm working part-time. I'm going to New York Institute of Technology. I've studied computer science. I learned Fortran Pascal, basic, binary, machine language, all these different things, pre-internet. And then I, I meet my first wife at the supermarket and we get engaged. And I'm like, I cannot support her at $9,000 a year. So I've got to drop out of school after two and a half years and saw my brother making $50,000, $60,000 a year, which is about a hundred grand today, you know, selling cars. So I got in the car business. I asked my dad for a job. He said, absolutely not. He said, you've got to learn it on the outside, no nepotism here. He wanted to own a dealership with his sons one day, but he wanted us to go out and get outside experience. And I went out and uh, got a job in the car business. And I was the guy in the car business that wrote the, le the first leasing software program because you used to have to do it by hand. So I wrote it for us there. I convinced the owners to stop using magnets on a board and computerize the inventory, computerize the key system, computerize the follow-up system, You know, as the years went on. And I built one of the first business development centers, that did automatic email follow-up. And so I loved computers. I loved when the internet came out. And then one day in 2002, I'm doing research because I was doing a lot of training for the auto group for all 19 stores. And I stumbled across an email, swear to God, email says the secrets to online profits. Because I was dropping my, my email address everywhere and I started getting all the spam. And it was an email from somebody who had the, the resale rights to Frank Kern's product. And it was called Instant Internet Empires. And I read a sales letter that literally told me that I could have an instant internet empire. And that was October of 2002. And by October of 2004, by August 5th of 2004, I had left the car business and started online. And the very first month out of the car business in 2004, I made $75,000 a month. Never looked back since. Holy shit, $75,000 a month. That's enough to live on, uh, put gas in the car and close on the kids for sure. That's pretty outstanding. But a couple of things that are pretty cool here that uh, as a listener, I think you should pay attention to. Number one is he took an existing product, created a list, and was able to then offer something that was very powerful, giving a lot of value to people and generate $75,000 a month without actually having a product, which is outstanding. And obviously two, it's $75,000 a month, which is awesome, right? So it's a different kind of real estate space. It's the online digital marketing space. But at the end of the day, it's also very similar to the real estate business. In fact, all businesses are the same, which I think we're going to get into in a second as we go down this rabbit hole. But that's so awesome. And uh, so many good little lessons there that A, you don't need to have your own product. You just need to have the skills and knowledge to be able to do something and the tools 
And I know that is something that we're going to discuss in a second. So yeah. And Frank, I actually know Frank quite well. Great guy. And yeah, Frank's my hero. Actually, you're my hero. Frank was my idol. He's made a couple bucks on the internet for sure. So then you obviously gave up the car business. So it's always been a progression of, you know, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. And you just did what comes next, really. What happened for me was I realized very quickly, Marco, that communication was going to be the key. I had read something on a, on a website, just a bullet point, but it really hit me here. It said the average visitor comes to your website five to seven times before they buy, if they buy. So you should focus on giving away something for free to get their name and email address. And then you own that person for life. And then you could follow up and sell them not only your first product, but your next product. And at that time, affiliate product. And so I went on a crusade to get into list building. I, I built the the fastest and the largest list in direct response internet marketing. By 2006, I had over a million opt-ins and I was putting on over 300,000 people on my, my email list per month. And that gave me a lot of influence in the digital marketing space because I could move a lot of products for people as an affiliate. I won a Nissan GTR. Uh, I won a Corvette Z06. I won a Hummer H2. Like Every time there was a contest, if I said, oh, I, I would love to have that, I would go and I would promote that person's launch and usually take first place if I wanted the price big enough and made quite a name for me that way. Holy shit. You said some pretty uncanny things uh, for those that are uh, perhaps not paying attention. Number one, having a million people on a list is just bananas. That's extremely amazing. I am not worthy. I am not worthy. Secondly, if you understand launch processes where someone is launching a product, an affiliate product, what a launch is, and you have that many people on the list and you want to win a car, it's a pretty badass business model. And I'm sure there's been you know cash and prizes and a whole bunch of other things as well. So just from a list building perspective, where you're collecting names and building trust with your list to be able to have A, that many names that know, love, and trust you, Mike is pretty damn phenomenal. And not only that, but it's pretty damn cool to to win all that really cool swag. Uh, you know, Nissan GTR is a pretty badass car. Not that a Corvette or a you know Hummer isn't, but man, that's freaking awesome, man! Congratulations. You've been doing this a, a long time in the digital marketing space. There's only a handful of people that really know what the hell they're doing, and obviously, you're one of them. And to share a quick story, if I may, not to take away your thunder, just a quick anecdote on list building and the importance of a list. I was uh, studying with Dan Kennedy and uh, he, he looked at over to our group. We were all in a mastermind and he, he said something to me, which, which was quite powerful back this was about maybe 10 years ago. Do you know what the most important invention of humans has been across time? What do you say? And so he, he asked me the question. I'm like, fire. He's like, no, the wheel. No <laughs> women. He's like, definitely not. Uh, so, you know, we're bantering back and forth. He says the fence. I'm like the fence, because when you have a fence, you can keep your herd where you want it. By having a list, you're having your fence, right? So you've Agreed. created a fence. Yeah. It's a great analogy. And yeah. if you if you have a well put together fence, I have a saying that, you know, money is like rabbits. Mm. If you chase a rabbit, the money will always run away, right? Your people, yeah. if you're trying to sell someone something that they don't need or want, or they're scared, off they go. But if you give them something for free and you feed the rabbit, you take care of that rabbit and you have bring carrots and then suddenly they trust you. Suddenly these rabbits turn into a lot of rabbits and you you have rabbits all around you. You never Absolutely. have a money problem because you're, you've created a fence around your rabbits. Mike, you bring up a really good point that most don't do or really implement in their own business. And I think it's important to highlight. 
and uh, also show you the similarities as a listener because this is Big Fat Real Estate Checks. And I don't want to keep bringing it back to real estate, but I think there's value there in A, Mike, what you're saying, and that the fortune is in the follow-up. Uh, you have to follow up, follow up, follow up, and really foster a lot of trust within the community. Just like in the real estate business, we're fostering a lot of trust with sellers in the, the follow-up. We're always following up, always following up, always following up. We don't you know, get a deal necessarily on the first point of contact. We don't want a yes when we're making an yeah. offer. We want to no. know. And then we want we follow up, follow up, follow up. Hey, we have cash. If you want to lower your price, we have money, but we want we won't buy it at your price. We need to buy it cheaper. And then we just follow up, follow up, follow up. And one out of a hundred says in my business, one of a hundred is, yeah. you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year because bigger, you know, yeah. difference in scale. Uh, but all business is the same, right? Dan also has a saying, wait, but wait, my business is different. It's not we're all no, business. No. Yeah. we're all the same. First yeah. thing he tells you in his book, yeah. the yeah. no BS book of uh, marketing. Exactly. Yeah. He's uh yeah, he was he was a phenomenal human, very smart guy. Yeah. So anyway, back to you, uh, back to you, Mike. Talk, really... talk about real estate. You guys do deals. Uh, a, so you're looking for people that are selling and you make offers to buy them is essentially because uh, you, know, you look at the scope of real estate, it could be anything. It could be, oh no, I'm buying to rent them or I'm buying to flip them. Our business is actually uh, very similar. Although I, I love your business because obviously the internet business, you can sell anything to anyone from anywhere on the internet. <laughs> I, you know, There's a lot of internet billionaires out there and uh, you really help give a lot of value creating that. Now, our business is online as well. I'm technically a digital marketer, kind of, sort of. Yes, we make offers online, finding uh, humans that need to sell their assets at discounts. And we buy hotels, motels, uh, mobile home parks, apartment buildings, storage unit facilities, assisted living facilities, pretty much anything that has cash flow that we can buy at the right price. So we really focus on people that need to sell quickly. We have access to something called asset-based lending where people don't need to have credit or even a down payment to buy because the lenders only look at the value. And if you buy it cheap enough, which is a certain percentage of that value, and if we buy it below that threshold, you can actually pull money out of closing. So our processes are make offers on everything that's lower through process. And we want a no, but them understanding that we have money. So it's not just making an offer and then say, you know, right. that's it. It's a negotiation, right? It, it is. And it's, and I make it fun because you expect to know you, I, mm. I will say, they will say no. And this is what you say next. Right, and this exactly. is what you say next. Right. So, but first you need to get them to respond because if they don't respond, just like in your business, if you're internet marketing, mm. if they don't respond, you're not getting the name. You're not able to follow up. There's no follow up exactly. without a name. Right. So it's yes. the same thing. And that's why we're integrated into your platforms. So now someone can find us online, which they couldn't before we can start the process of giving them an instant offer, cash offer on the property, which is going to be low, but it's going to be quick in cash. Yeah. We expect them to say no, which is exactly what we want them to do. Because if they say yes, we offer too much, right? A parallel that we used to do in the car business, we used to get them to flinch and then we would flinch. We'd call it the flinch. Yeah. So I need to get you to say, that's ridiculous. Yes. If I can get you to say that I've entered a negotiation. So how, here's what I do in the car business to start the negotiation. You say, so what's your best price? And I say, okay, Marco, and you're trading in blah, blah, blah. And I write down all this information and I would write down literally these words, a sticker price. And then I would cross that out and I would just write the words underneath that market value. And if the sticker price was 22,895, I would write in big letters, 22,895. And I turn the paper and I push it over to you. And then if I could get you to go, that's sticker price. You haven't even given me any discount. That's what I needed. I needed a reaction yes. to enter into the negotiation. And uh, that's a mistake. I think, like you just said, 
that a lot of people do. If I go out with my best price or even close to my best price, that's the starting point to the customer. Yes. They're going to want to negotiate from there. I've left nothing, nothing, nothing left for negotiation. Holy shit, Mike. I can't tell you how powerful that, that example is. And I'm glad that you echo process where you, you can't be afraid. You almost have to be fearless and be married to the process of being okay with someone saying no, or as you call it, a flinch or saying that's ridiculous. Because if you don't, you're creating a disservice to your counterpart because it's a dance. It's part of the fun. And those that understand the process that aren't afraid of it, and again, these th skills can be learned. I hated the idea of negotiating before, but I realized that all negotiation is, is a conversation with a goal in mind. And uh, whether it's in your business, uh, which actually it's in any business, uh, Mike, uh, not just the internet marketing business or the uh, digital marketing business or the real estate business, uh, you, you need a series of customers that you make offers to that they're most likely not at first going to like, or if I'm buying, buying a property, I'm going to make an offer. They're first not going to like, but it starts the conversation. And once you start the conversation, you can create a relationship to end up figuring out exactly what they want and need. So you can serve that customer. You have to make sure that you get out of that uncomfortableness. I'll give you a metaphor or a relation that I see in online marketing, and it's the same in sales, right? Uh, so in sales, if somebody says, look, I don't want to negotiate, here's my, my best price. That's actually a sign of weakness. It's like somebody being on stage and you, your listeners can imagine they've been to you know, a real estate seminar and there's, there's somebody showing their program and now they're going to make an offer for $1,997, right? When I see a speaker that's not polished or not seasoned and actually says something like, I'm not going to start my price off at 5,000 and I'm not going to tell you you're getting, I'm like, what are you doing? You're, you're admitting weakness. There's a certain process that people actually enjoy. People like to get bonuses. They like to hear things like, would it be okay if I gave you this additional bonus for free? Yes. Great. And doing things like that is actual salesmanship and having the confidence to do that is important. Being able to love the negotiation process, to be able to do it with a smile, be able to say, oh, I'm sorry, that's what most of our customers are paying for. What, what did you think is a fair offer? And being able to, to find that as a waltz and a dance and look forward to something like that is definitely a skill that can be learned. It's a knife that you definitely want to sharpen. If you start enjoying the process of negotiation, then you've already won because all the customer or prospect is looking for is a good deal. We used to say in the sales business, people, what they need is all the information to make an informed decision. So when people don't have all the information or if they have confused information, or if they're like, not sure, or I need to research this. What that simply means is they don't have all the information to make an informed decision. But if they, if they start realizing this is a better investment for them, or they can't get a better deal somewhere else, or this is faster, or they can get money in the bank and they can get out of the headaches of, you know, of, of running a business like that, and leave it to somebody else, all that picture gets painted for people. And that starts with a conversation. It does. And negotiation as, uh, as you said, a dance, but music is music, the notes or the space between the notes. Mm. It's both. It's not mm. just, you know, what you say, it's what you don't say, the space the melody, in between. The beat, and, the exactly. And I was terrified of, I'm Canadian and I don't know if you know Canadians, but we're sorry about everything. You could spill soup <laughs> on me and I'd apologize for you spilling soup on me, you know? <laughs> so I had no confidence, no backbone. And I, I learned that so, I, yeah. 
couldn't take care of my family. I actually had a landlord. My wife was pregnant. She, I was playing with my kids on the floor. She had a long day at work. She said, hey, the landlord's at the door. We don't have the money for the rent till next week. Could you tell him we don't oh, have the days. money? I had to look at him and I'm like, uh, my wife wants to tell you something. And this, this asshole walks into the house and starts screaming and barating at my wife, who's pregnant, feeding my mm. child. And with my two kids looking at me, wondering why you just let this person into the house, screaming yeah. and shouting at my, and I couldn't, ha- I didn't have the balls to mm. tell the guy that to come next week. That was my pivotal point. I don't think I've shared yeah. this on a podcast yet, where if I didn't change, if I didn't make a, a huge shift in how I communicated and how I understood the process, I'd be fucked for the rest of my life. I'd yeah. always be in this, in this spot. And now That's your I, turning I, point. That was it the was, day that, that your, your, that your was, ego died. That was the day my ego died. Great way to say it. So now it's like chess. So I just look at it at moves and counter moves. This person is saying this. And when you do this, this is what I'm going to do. And if you understand the process, and I have a saying, a charter, like the 10 commandments, the Marco commandments, Mm -hmm. it's be married to process, divorce from results. So if you're married to the process of how to to make things work, the result will always come. Mm -hmm. People come in wanting to deal. It's a recipe. It's a recipe. It is. is. I'm sure people come in and I want to be a millionaire internet marketer. Well, first you have to have the processes in place so you can be, right? You can't just make the money without the process and giving value first. Give the value, the money comes later. And it's the same thing. The, the value that we give in our real estate business or the bar business that I have or all the other businesses that I, quite a few, it's about giving value, good experience, and then the money comes. If you don't give value yeah. and experience, you're dead in the water. Yeah. I like to say when I'm talking with people, usually on podcasts and things like that, is to get people to wrap their mind around this. And it's the, the greatest time in the world right now with, with online, with the internet, to be able to find leads is that if you have an equal sign right here on one side is your income. And on the other side is the other part of that equation. And this is simply what determines your income. It's the product of the amount of people that you can reach multiplied by the amount of value that you can provide. That's going to determine your income. So 20, 30 years ago, that was the same formula. It was the amount of people that you could reach multiplied by the amount of value that you could provide. If you were a door-to-door salesman, it meant how many doors can I knock on? If you were in the car business and you were very good and you loved your customers and you could provide a lot of value and information, you had a limit to how many people you could be able to see on a different Saturday. And you had to rely on your zip code and your local advertising. Then suddenly in the early 90s, the internet comes out and it matures you know, right around 2010. In the last 10 years now, we're seeing a very mature movement to, I don't, we don't use the term, I used to call myself an internet marketer. I don't use that term anymore because everyone is a marketer. I don't care if you're Geico or if you're Subway, everybody is online getting lead generation, giving coupons and making offers. Everybody is quote an internet marketer. I now use the term, I'm a digital marketer or a software developer or an educator or something like that. But at the end of the day, everybody used to be able to advertise locally. If you were one of the Fortune 500, then you went onto television and you went to national. But that was, that was very, very rare. There were three television stations and either Ford or General Electric back then, chick, 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 yeah. or the HBO. Chick, 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 chick. And so now suddenly we have this revolution where if people are listening and they say to that, wait a second, my income is the product of the amount of people that I could reach multiplied by the amount of value that I could provide. Well, the internet gives you the first half of that equation. You could reach 
It depends. In many cases, it's not global because uh, not everybody has a global business. But if it's anywhere in the United States or uh, whatever your particular region is, the companies, the big data companies that we all hate, big tech, right? They have the customer's data. You say, I want the person that has this, has this, has this, or is searching for these words, and they'll get the people in front of you. And now you use a platform like ours, like Groove, to have a landing page with a video that automates your message, pre-qualifies the customer 80% of the way there, gets them hot to call you. And then at that point, you're putting them through a sales flow process where they're calling you and they already have 80% of the information. What they need from you now is, what are you going to give me for my, you know, my multi-unit uh, complex? Mike, uh, that's, again, one of the reasons why we're uh, working together is uh, you've made it so goddamn easy for the process to be smooth, to collect information, to collect the leads and the prospects that really do need to sell and integrate that into our business that I'd be the village idiot if I take, didn't take advantage of it. And uh, not just obviously in the real estate business, but any good service or product that or existing business that needs to outreach, that needs to really sprawl a little bit further out of their normal territory or be able to offer you know, their goods and services pretty much anywhere in the world. It just makes sense to have a mechanism and a series of tools that allow you to do that very easily. And I know uh, Groove has solved that. And I'm, I really appreciate you sharing this tool with my community. I'm very excited to uh, to have that really grow. If real estate isn't your jam, A, I wouldn't know why you're listening to the podcast because this is a real estate podcast generally, but also podcast on life and business. And you can pretty much scale any business with the tools that you offer. And Mike, I also want to add to that, that I absolutely love your saying of the day my ego died. I think I'm going to say it over and over again, the day my ego died. I don't know why that resonated with me so much, most likely because I probably still have too much ego and I'm striving to get there. I freaking love that. It's amazing. I'm going to, I have to put that somewhere, yeah, uh, but yeah. I appreciate that saying. It's very powerful. Go and for it. Yeah. Use no, it. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's, it's mine now, by the way. Um, yeah. Have you heard the saying the day your ego died? Because I just made yeah. it up. Get your ego out of it. You see something that works. You don't fight it. Don't resist it. Run towards it. And if it doesn't scare the shit out of you, then you're not doing the right thing because anything that has tremendous value should scare you a little bit because everyone's afraid of change. That puts all humans, no matter what your race, religion, creed, beliefs are, we're always afraid of change. And if you're not yeah. changing, the world is changing. You have to do something different to get different results, which is what you're, you, you, you've been saying. Yeah. I would tell people, don't, don't try to reinvent the wheel. I mean, it's great for you to put your spin on things and, and take you could take an amalgamation of what is successful here and what is successful here and combine them. 100%. But everything, even when I create something where people go, Mike, that's brilliant. I created something new, a new process, simply because I built on the backs of, you know, of the other giants that were before me. And I just took other successful things and put them together. But everybody listening really wants to know is that when they have people like you to follow, they need to follow the footsteps of the giants that walked before them. And if you look at something like literally like a recipe, like Gordon Ramsay. There's a couple of shows where, you know, they have people that literally are known as being the worst cook. They can't make a grilled cheese. And then they spend a day with, you know, Gordon Ramsay. They learn how to chop a knife and all these different things. And all Gordon is doing is giving them a process. Here's your mise en place. You prep your onions, your this and everything like that. Set mise en place. Whoa, <laughs> you're <laughs> busting out your French. Mise uh, I love en cooking. place. I can yeah. <laughs> and you, you, Excuse me, Monsieur Mise en Place. Cooking term, cooking term. Having all your 
All mon, your mon, vegetables prepped. Uh, prepped. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. No, it's okay. You're Canadian. Probably know uh, more French than I do. No, I, I, yeah, it's my mother tongue. Anyway, keep going. Yeah. I, I was impressed. Yeah. Keep going. Keep yeah, going. So Sorry. You, Mise en place. Go. Yeah. Yes. Well, my last name, Fizeme. It's uh, not Phil Same. It's F-I-L-S. Fis, son, dash, ah. A-I-M-E. So it the means loved beloved son. son. Yeah, yes, it exactly. means loved son. Mike yeah. Fizeme. Abs- wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I went to school. I was in the car business as Mike Filzame. And when I got online, I said, there's no way I could use the name Filzame. I was always the one the teacher couldn't pronounce my name. Filzame, Filzame. And because I anglicized Fizame, you may have heard of my cousin. He's the CEO of Nintendo North America, Reggie Fizame. So that's my cousin from Brentwood, uh, Long Island. He kept the name Fizame. I just thought it was you know, I was a kid growing up with a French name. So I just changed it to Filzame. When I got online, I said, nobody's going to be able to go to MikeFilzame.com. So I looked at it. It read Phil Same. I even anglicized it even more and made it uh, Phil Same. That's cool. And you have French background then? I'm assuming you do or no? Yep. Yes, through Haiti. So um, ah. my mother my mother and father were both born in Haiti. My, my mother's parents come from... Avellino, Italy, huh. uh, in, in the Naples region. And my, my dad's, my father's great-great-grandfather, or my, my grandfather's great-grandfather, was the president of Haiti, Jean-Pierre Boyer. Uh, there's a little Place Boyer in, uh, in Haiti named after him. He was, uh, he's there in Wikipedia somewhere. Huh. And his grandfather came from, from France. So your, how's so, your Creole? Is your Creole decent then? You have a good Creole? Oh, probably probably better than my than my French. Huh. Uh, although my my first language was French, I didn't speak any English until I was four and a half years old. Then I lost most of my French. Picked up a little bit when I took two years of French in in class. I can completely understand what my parents are saying. And when we go to family reunions, everybody's speaking French or Creole, and I understand. Yeah, uh, so and then cool. they'll ask me something, and then I get a little shy, and I, I know I'm not going to be able to get it out right, so I answer everything in English. That's funny. That's great. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm fascinated by languages. So, anywho, where were we? So, Filsame, you changed Fils-Aimé. your name. And uh, Filsame. <laughs> And, yeah, I was talking uh, about a recipe with, with yes, Gordon Ramsay like that. It's not complicated once you deconstruct things. That's the important thing for everybody to understand is, and you keep saying this as a process. You look at Marcus Limonis from The Prophet. He has his three Ps, you know, people, product, and process. Everything is going to come down to a process. And it becomes a little bit like a skill, right? Playing a song on, on a guitar is a process. When you try to get your fingers here like this, the first drum might be a little bit bad, but you're learning the process like anything else, like riding a bicycle. You're going to be better the second time than you are the first. Marco, you know, your first podcast is not as good as the one that you did last week and the one that you're doing now. My first video online is not as good as the videos that I put online. The important thing out there is to get out there, start the process, and you'll, you'll improve every single time and never wait till you're perfect. Never. Uh- you don't have to be perfect to get started, but you do have to get started to get perfect. Uh, good one. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that before. No, I love that one. Yeah. You don't have to get perfect to get started, but you certainly have to get started to get perfect. That's right. There's the, uh, there's the quote. And again, you have to stick to it. You know, as well as I do in our industries, people, you know, we offer products, goods, and services, mm. and someone tries it twice or three times and wants to quit because they don't get the results instantaneously. Mm. Cause that's kind of mm. the, the time that we live in uh, our, yeah. you know, Millennials work ethic is if I don't get $2 million in eight seconds, I'm not, it's not for me. And you'll never get there doing that. So you, yeah. you have to test and know that no one's made millions doing anything by giving up anything. 
So as long as you're following, as you said, the giants that have proven processes, mm. then you know you have proven processes in what you do. I have proven processes in what I do. And your platform allows us to integrate those two things together. So now anyone that wants to get into real estate for long-term wealth can. And the beauty too is once you do have a list mm-hmm. of folks that that you're helping or have products, goods, or services, that's also something that you can sell because I also have an Amazon business. And in my Amazon business, you can actually develop your Amazon business, have a decent return, and then sell that business for a quite a good exactly. multiplier, right? So you can exactly. actually build a business, sell the business. It does. So every business that you build, you have to look at it if you've read E-Myth, you know, whatever. Yes. Work on your business, not in your business. <laughs> but first, you have to obviously put some time, effort, and energy and have a few failures, or you can do what you're supposed to do, which is cheat, which they tell you not to do in school, right? If you cheat, you're, you're going to fail. But business is all that. about cheating. It's all about cheating. Yeah. Yeah. Hire the right people, do what works, pay whatever it costs, because it's always going to be cheaper than the school of hard knocks. Get the result you know, over time with true trial and error without giving up and with the right people that are helping you. A lot of bozos and yabos out there. Make sure you're not dealing with you know ridiculous offers, but someone that really knows what the fuck they're doing. And yeah. then you just build it. And then if you want to sell it, you can keep it. You can pass it on to generations. And same with real estate. These are assets that you own forever that produce phenomenal cash flow, and you don't need your own money if you do it right. And I know we're going to have yeah. a, a, you know a webinar together on that process. Yeah, and Marco, one of the things you know, I'm sure you know, this is a public podcast. There are people that are just hearing you for the first time, even though you're introducing me. One of the things I that I'm very impressed about you, and why we love to have you, you know, uh, at least once a year on in front of our customers, is three things that matter when you're looking for somebody that's going to show you the ropes. Right. Number one is the person has to know how to do it themselves. Like there has to be proof. Like okay there's the proof. This person has done this. He has a track record. He can do it. That's great. That doesn't necessarily make them the person that you want to learn from. Number two, that person needs to be able to teach it. They need to be able to say, okay, let me take this out of being a time teller and becoming a clockmaker. There's a difference between if Marco has the unique ability to tell time without even a, a clock in the room, that is not something that you can teach. He has to deconstruct it to show you how to make a clock. So number one, Marco knows how to do it. Number two, he knows how to teach it. But number three, I think the most important one of all, and I know that you have Marco, and this is the one that says that the people that you've taught have gone on to have great success. That's what you want to look for in a mentor. And so I know that with you, Marco, you do it and you've deconstructed what you've done and now you teach it and you show people. And more importantly, you have a list of testimonials of people that actually have gone out and done your process, replicated it, duplicated it, and have gotten their own results, which is the key. I appreciate that. I don't know if you know this or not, Mike, you're not the guy that we normally talk to. This is, I think this is the second or third time that we've ever talked face-to-face because I deal with your team. You're so important that no one gets to Mike ever. Not true. Uh, He's he's the almighty, all-knowing, omnipotent, omnisavit Mike. I'm very blessed to have the honor of talking to you as well. Oh, great one. And <laughs> I'm just teasing, man. I'm just teasing. I know, I know. But I'm not, but I am. I have the I same mutual respect as well. Yes, I, I appreciate that. But anyone that comes into our fold, we actually help them until they get a result. So we support our, our customers until they get the intended promise. I would just rather have fewer customers that all are successful yeah. and just crush it from a 
if you work with Marco, you're getting a result. And the only reason you wouldn't is because you didn't do what you're supposed to do. So, I was just going to say, you yeah. even said that in the words, if you work with Marco, there has to be work. They have to show up. They, oh, have, yeah. they have to do their part because there work. are no magic buttons in no. this world. And I no. like to say that nobody ever said making money doesn't require work, but it doesn't mean that it can't be a lot of fun. I mean, you got to be able to love to go to work and, and have fun. And you know what really makes that fun? Seeing the results. Like as soon as that first result comes in, it makes you hungry to want to do it more and more and more. Getting the, the certainty of doing something and getting paid for it or, or seeing the fruits of that labor is the best way I could say it is, is one of the, the best feelings in the world. It's validation. Yep. Uh, validation will feed more success. Absolutely. And there's different. And again, if you're tied to the monetary, that's fine. But I encourage people to look at each step. I have a 10 step process, for example. Mm-hmm. So when you step one works well, celebrate, go to step two, celebrate, go to step three. And once all works, once the machine is working, then it spits out cash for the rest of your life. It's just like split testing. At first you're going to get, you know, you put out something on the internet and your, your copy sucks, right? Because the words that you're putting on the page don't convert well. There's something yeah, that's it's the worst it's off. ever going to be. Right? Yeah, it exactly. Can only so get it better. can only improve. So mm. that's exactly the attitude you have to have. And as it improves, those are successes, right? Mm. So I send out, you know, an email campaign and I only get three people that respond. That's fantastic. How do we make it better? Because our response rates are generally around 30%. They're very high because we're going to a very targeted list of humans mm. and it costs nothing to pull the list on yeah. my side. It's, it's forbidden to spend money to acquire an asset, but that's not what this podcast is about. So celebrate the wins, not just all the money is going to be good, but it's a result of good process. Yeah. So I just want to yeah. go back to that. That's all. Mm. And I'm excited to partner with you on these things because anyone that has, you know, we're going to have these templates where anyone that wants to attract discounted assets and then get access to asset-based lenders. So you don't need your own money to buy these Mm. things. You can build a legacy, not only through the business of that specific platform can be sold just like Mm -hmm. an Amazon store. That's an important thing. Yeah. And you're building a business where your assets are actually yours forever and Mm. you're you're creating generational wealth. So, and you're helping people at the same time that need to sell or need to have a product or your, you know, money is a result of how many problems that you solve, right? So the more problems you solve, the more money you make. Byproduct. It's it's not the byproduct of providing value. Exactly. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. People say to me, Marco, because I'm, you know, an educator in the digital marketing space. So I'll be at an event and sometimes people will raise their hand and I'll say, yes, what's your question? And they say, Mike, what's the fastest way to make money online? Or what is the fastest way to make money? I always say that's the wrong question because look, the fastest way to make money, if that's all your goal is to make money, well, go get a gun and go rob a bank. You know, not going to guarantee you're going to have success or not going to get killed, but it's a pretty fast way to make to make a hundred thousand dollars. That's not the right question to ask, obviously, right? The right question is, what problems do people have that I can solve? Well, people love to exchange, and it's the way that we we do things. They exchange money to make themselves either they move away from pain or closer towards pleasure. At the end of the day, it's one of those things. If you can show enough value, those things go on every single day. Not everything is a hard sale. When I pump in gas for my car, I have a need and there's somebody that supplies it. When I go to the supermarket, I'm using money. There's a negotiation. If I think this is too expensive, I buy a different bread. The same way we have to look at that is that you simply just have to go out there and understand that if you get in front of the people that have the problem and you have the answer, you're going to be paid enormously for it. No one wants to be sold, but everyone loves to go shopping. Yeah. It's the same dynamic, but which side Mm. do you want to be on? And if you, as you said earlier, just explain exactly what the value is, 
And I call it creating a, a vacuum where yeah. they absolutely have to have it because they understand that the money in their wallet or on their credit card is not as valuable as the item that they're going to be getting. Right. right. So as long as they, you've built tremendous value with integrity, I do want to underline that because you can promise a lot of things and deliver nothing and that won't get you anywhere, but yeah. actual value. Cause what's the point of selling someone millions of dollars in shit and getting $10 million in chargebacks. And then, you know, anyway, yeah, you said, you said a great point. People love to buy, but they hate to be sold. I yes. love to buy. I love to spend time on Amazon. I love comparing yes. if I'm looking at, at, at different microphones or something, I enjoy the process. And yes. when I hit, when I hit that button, I don't feel that anybody did a disservice to me. Exactly. Literally what happened is what we said earlier. People make a decision when they have all the information to make an informed decision, they love to buy. So our job is to educate, show people the pros, the cons, the risks, everything to lead them to a decision where they, where they say, this is the only logical choice. And at that point, they love to buy. If you're constantly selling and using sales tricks and, and come across salesy, as opposed to helping the person provide value, helping them solve their problems, move towards pleasure and away from pain. A salesperson doesn't do that. They're all about, what if I could do it for you this, this way? What if I, how would I do that? And you're not really listening to the needs of the customer. Figure out, figure out what people need, go get it, go give it to them. And you can't figure out what people need unless you listen, yeah. which is exactly what you just said, right? Most skilled salespeople will do a lot of listening. The pushy people, the, the guys that you can't stand, hey, do you like drinking water? Like they're selling you shit on, hey, do you have solar power in your, on the, the robocallers? Control. They're pushing things, right? They're not listening. And yeah. if you really want to serve the world and really change what's in your bank account, we've said this before, but the behavior that you have in the last five years is reflects in your bank account. So if you change your behaviors today, you're going to see that in your bank account later. Mm -hmm. But if you want two commas, three commas, or only a period with a whole bunch of negatives in, this, in zeros, it's behavior that has to change. It's not how much money you make. You know, if I make $10,000, a million dollars, all my problems are over. Mm. Most people that win the lottery within five years are broke within five years, mm. right? But it, it's true because statistic. they don't know the behavior hasn't changed. They have the money, but they're not using the behavior patterns that are necessary to keep onto the money. They're not building their skill sets. Whenever I do webinars, I talk about mm. skills. You need mm. develop a certain level of skills and skills can always be learned. Yeah. Always. There's and, no skill that can't be learned if you work hard enough. Beautiful thing today with the, you know, with online, especially, you know, people like our platform Groove, it's at groove.cm. If people want to know why it's not .com, it's .cm because customers matter. So groove.cm. That's a oh, great yeah. thing for me to say when I can't get the .com. Because yeah, well, I, 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 you sold me on it. I get it. Yeah. Now I'm going to CMs all the time. I get it. Yeah, groove.cm because customers matter. They so do. one of the things that with technology today is automation. Being able to, if you have a message, sometimes that you're constantly saying the same things all the time, you can get a video that does 100% of that message for you. It never calls in sick, never forgets to talk about the guarantees, all those different things, and can help pre-qualify the leads. And uh, Marco, one of the ways I built my business, I taught this in 2007, we had a product called the Seven Figure Code, and I had an acronym called FAST Profits. F-A-S-T, and then profits came last. So it needed to reach four criteria. The, uh, the F stood for fun, the A stood for automated, the S stood for scalable, and the T stood for time for time off. 
And then only am I going to consider the profit. So I always wanted to make sure that I could build a business that was fun because if I'm making money and I'm not having fun, I've been there. That was the car business. I've made money and I, I literally said, oh, F word. The second I put my two feet on, we, we on can say fuck here. It's it's this is a my podcast is actually not PG on purpose because we just yeah. want people to be real. Yeah, that's I exactly you, what I said. I'll say it. I'll get I'll get it out. <laughs> I would put my two feet down and I just said, oh fuck. And that's how I started my day. Yeah. So making money is not the, the first part. That'll no. kill you. That'll kill you. Yeah. That is a cancer. Yeah. It'll kill you. Number two was automation, right? That's got to be fun. I got to be able to automate it. Take a look at this podcast. We're doing it today. You're going to upload it. We don't have to go and travel the world on a roadshow and go in front of every town. And we do this once and the same exact thing will be downloaded hundreds of thousands of times for people. Number three, scalable, right? So what, what happens if somebody in Fortune Magazine likes this interview and says, hey, here's a good interview. And 7 million people here in a day. That's the S. It needs to be able to scale. The wheels can't come off if suddenly you get that Oprah effect. And then the final one, T, time for time off. You've got to be able to be able to step away at any given time and say, hey, I want to go to the Florida Keys. I want to go to, to Acapulco or Puerto Vallarta or Ibiza or whatever the case is and just go and enjoy things with other entrepreneurs or come on the Marketers Cruise with us at marketerscruise.com. Shameless plug. So we've been at this a while. We could probably you know, talk shop for quite a bit of time. Yeah. So if you had one piece of advice for someone that's listening and you know, they just want to make a big shift in their life. Sometimes things are so simple, right? That they go overlooked. But this is literally what I tell people. I was on a live stream the other day we have a very complex platform. Somebody said, Mike, where do I start in Groove? And I say, again, good question, wrong question. You don't go into Groove and find the process. Groove doesn't drive you. You drive the process. So there's expressions for a reason. Plan your work and then work your plan. It is that simple. So the very first thing that you do is if you're getting started with Marco and maybe tying it in with my platform is you need to first brainstorm. And it doesn't matter what order you put it in. You need to write down every single thing that you know that you're being taught to do to be successful. And if one of those things is buy Marco's program, then you buy his program. And then you write all of those things down. The next thing is you simply put that onto a new sheet of paper and you prioritize it. In my business, if I was doing a launch, one of the things in there might be buy a domain, right? I need to buy a domain. I wouldn't do that last, right? That wouldn't be the last thing that I do. That would be probably the first thing that I do because I have to determine a brand. So you write everything down that you need to do in a brainstorm. Then you put it into a list, a prioritized list. And then, as you said before, Marco, with your 10 steps, one, you celebrate it and you move on to the next. You simply say, if I know if I can complete everything in here at the end of that, that's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. You go through every single step on that and you don't let anything else distract you. You don't go buying some other program because it's teaching you how to make money with Bitcoin. Guess what? <laughs> if you want to make money with Bitcoin, you probably can if that is the goal that you set out to do. But you can't have all of these plates that you're spinning Set one plan. You're getting on a boat and you're going to Fiji. You need enough food. You need enough resources, enough men to get you to Fiji. You don't suddenly decide while you're going to Fiji, you know, maybe we should go to Tahiti. Let's head back to Hawaii. I heard that's pretty nice. That's what entrepreneurs do. We call that shiny object syndrome. Plan your work, work your plan. And here's what happens when you come to something that you can't do. You have to say to yourself, either I have to learn how to do this step 
or I have to barter and get somebody to do it for me. I have to pay for somebody to do it for me, or sometimes even partner with somebody and say, hey, you're good at this skill. I'm good at this skill. I've done that many times in my business. And you do whatever it takes to get to the end of that. Now, if some other program comes along and says, hey, we're going to teach you how to do this, you don't put the blinders on and say, no, I'm not buying that. Education is a great thing. The only thing you need to ask yourself is, if I buy this program, does it help me get through this plan faster, easier, more effective, and more affordable? And if that's the case, buy that product because it's part of your plan. But don't buy this Bitcoin thing or another type of investment. You're just chasing money at that point. You don't want to do that. Marco will, have, will certainly have a, a plan for you. And if you, as we said, follow the footsteps, work that plan, and do one thing at a time. And at the end of that rainbow is that pot of gold. That's my advice for people. Mike, that's really good. So plan your work, work your plan, focus, 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 focus. Don't get shiny object syndrome. I think that's also extremely good advice. And don't chase money because you're only going to get money as a result of the behavior of helping others. And you have to make sure that whatever your plan or your goals are, the information, the tools, and the education that you have are aligned with the direction that you want to go. So again, groove.cm, because customers do matter. In fact, that's everything. Without customers, we're, we're, we don't have any business. And you need to keep the herd fed. And I hate to say a customer's a herd, but the more you feed your rabbits and the more you take care of people, the more they're going to take care of you. And I know you have uh, an outstanding reputation to take care of people. And that's why one of the reasons Thank I want you. to bring you, you on too. and doing things with integrity, really wanting to serve and give to your community. And I know you have a lot of, a lot of free shit too, that they can go on groove.ca. And I don't say it's shit like the bad way. It's good shit, not bad yeah, shit. No, yeah, yeah, right. the good, yeah, yeah. The good shit. Yeah. It's, it's a good shit. Groove give me the good shit. Give me the good shit. Yeah. So yeah. Groove so is a free platform, no credit card. Yeah, no credit yep. card required. There's obviously a free, just like Gmail, and then there's an enterprise, and 95% of our customers never pay us a dime, and uh, and 5% of them upgrade to paying customers. Well, and uh, obviously, the more you invest, the more results you get. That's generally yes. how things work. Uh, and free content is good, but if you generally pay for something, you get a lot more value, just like you get a lot more attention. And you know, if you expect everything for free, you're not going to go far in life. There's things that you have to pay for. There's a cost of yeah. admission to most things from a hobby. Value. From a hobby to a business, to a that's what we call it at, at group. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And I'm excited to uh, integrate your platforms into my community mm-hmm. where those that are following me will have the ability to attract discounted properties. And uh, that's going to be a service that we're offering our customers effective pretty much immediately. So pretty stoked about that. I know you just finished the launch. And I just want to say that we were supposed to do this podcast about a month ago and yeah. uh, comedy of errors. Let's just call it comedy that. of errors. Yeah. Yes. Comedy of errors. I know uh, mostly mine, of, mostly mine. Uh, I'll, I'll take some responsibility there too. Comedy of errors. And you know, you just finished a launch and you're, you're working what, 10 hours a day, you know, doing shit. Doing live streams every day from 11 10. to seven. That was just a live stream that I had to run the launch after those hours. And so you're working your ass off and because you en- a, enjoy it, and you know that you have to do it once and you know it was it paid you millions and yeah. that's the point and do what you love you never have to work a day in your life again that's right both of us are doing this because we love it not because we have to we've made a lot Thank of deals God. with the what devils to get here right yeah. but now blessed and grateful and and also you know without pandering i'm very honored to be able to help and rub shoulders with some pretty phenomenal humans that have also had the journey of it's not been easy but it's been worth it and that's yeah. like anything else in life so yeah Thank Mike, you for having me on the podcast. Uh, it was my absolute, it was my delight. A lot of fun. Yeah. I, I hope so. I hope I didn't put the F you in fun in this one. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. That's good, man. Definitely. Well, I, I appreciate you. And again, uh, again, groove.cm, 
just go on there and if you want to, can they start internet marketing? Be able to. Oh yeah, one, all they need to do is go to Groove.cm, first name, last name, email, choose a password and verify it, and they're in. And we've got tons of free education for them with Groove Digital Academy, and we've got a Facebook group with 150,000 people that they can learn with to combine their real estate passion with digital marketing. Or if you know you don't give a shit about real estate and you want to do something else, I don't care. I have a lot of interest. I, I own a lot of different things, a lot of different businesses. So, you know, any business online they want to automate, they can do with Groove. Exactly. And if you obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you must be interested in because it's big fat real estate checks is the name of the podcast. So there is real estate involved. But if you get good at processes, you can get good at anything because it's always the same right? Once you understand business, you can open any business and do well. And that's what mm-hmm. I want for you, not just to build a real estate empire. So you can have the passive cash flow to do whatever the hell you want. You can't just sit on your ass and do nothing once you have cash flow because you'll rot very quickly. I can't do nothing with my creative mind. I will self-destruct very quickly if I'm not kept busy. So one of the reasons we started the podcast, one of the reasons I still teach, one of the reasons I do the things I do is so I don't explode. And I'm very grateful, Mike, for you to be here uh, my and pleasure. You know, share your story and Please, guys, if you have an interest in, you know, and just kicking ass, taking names and really, you know, really growing any business in order to get the real estate platform, you'll have to go through me that it's not going to be in the list. That's sort of my own thing that I'm integrating into Mike's stuff, into Groove stuff, Groove.cm, just to remind you and anything else, or there's tons of shit in there that you're absolutely going to love. So if real estate isn't your thing, you want to do that, then I'm pleased I was able to point you in the right direction so you can at least do something that's different than what you're doing now so you can grow take care of your family and, and have fun doing it and not you know just complain because so many people bitch about everything and do nothing. And that doesn't make you any money and just makes you dead sooner. So that's that. That's all I have to say about that. All right. I look forward to, if anybody on this podcast, if we ever meet in person, let me know that you heard us first on the podcast. And Marco, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our webinar we're doing soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Have a good one. And uh, listener, I hope this was uh, helpful. Of course, like it, love it, share it. And uh, please don't uh, don't be shy. Go to uh, Groove.cm and uh, let's make you some more money that's in, in authentically and uh, you know to help as many humans as possible because the more humans we help, the better it is. And uh, I'm looking forward to your success. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mike. Right, I appreciate you. Thanks. God bless. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, This course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm